This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, with hosts Jesse Dollamore and Brittany Page, a podcast dedicated to free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. If you can believe it, of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, ready to go, is my co host, Brittany Page. <laughs> Usually it's something negative, so I was waiting for that. How is it negative? Usually you just try to S on me a little bit. Nope. Yeah, a little bit. Absolutely not. I am appreciative and in wonderment mm. of your presence with me. Each and every episode. Right. <laughs> so how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You're th- give me you talking just now. Give me a little respite and gave me a little time to drink my beer. So that's the only reason you inquired as to how I'm doing. Oh yeah, I don't give a shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what I figured. So big show. Lot to get to today. A whole bunch of stuff is going on. All right. We need to stop saying that every time. Well, there is a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we need to quit saying it every time, though. We've already cut certain stories from the show. Like, there's a third airliner that was diverted because someone reclined their seat, and we're not even going to talk about that. A third fucking plane. Well, see, we're going to try. I'm trying to get into it, and I don't want to. We're not even going to get to that. I do want to start with. In the advent, let's put it this way. Last episode, Brittany and I played a clip from a little girl, or a clip of a little girl, who took the, a two-year-old who took the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge from England. And I'll I'll just play it here so I can refresh your memory. greatest thing so it's either that the brits don't view cursing in the same way that we do or this particular british household doesn't or maybe the parents were fucking mortified that she's out fucking hell yeah (laughs) well it reminded britney that clip reminded britney of being a young girl and she has home video of her and her big brother sliding down a slide into a little, you know, those pools that were like big frogs. Yeah, the kiddie pools. Yeah, the kiddie pool. And you could slide down the, the tongue of the frog or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But we had actually inserted like a slide into it. It wasn't just the slide that came with yeah, the crappy su- kiddie pool. Super ghetto, super welfare oh, yeah. style. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Cerritos, California, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway... I'm just setting up the clip, but in it, her brother goes down, and then she goes down, her brother goes down, and her brother goes down one time, and her dad starts blasting him with the hose. In the face. Right in the face. And Brittany is uncontrollably laughing 
laughing her little maniacal ass off yeah. at her brother's misfortune. Yeah, and I'm only two. It, the same age as this little fucking hell British girl. Yeah. So Brittany takes her turn down the slide, and the same fate befalls her that befell her brother relative to the hose and the water blasting in the face, except Brittany's response wasn't to run away like her brother did. It was this. (laughs) Yeah. Not much has changed, everybody. (laughs) Brittany screaming, Daddy, you little asshole. Well... I knew even as a young lad. Lass. Lass. You haven't gone you haven't gone through some transformation. No, I most definitely have not. So that is little two year old Brittany and her contribution to the it's actually her maybe your foray, if you would, into the the adult cursing world. Although I have a real hard time believing that, that was your first cuss word. Oh, I'm sure it was not. I've I've always had quite a mouth on me. Yeah. Well, this show really curtails what is a very adult tongue. Yeah, I I try not to cuss on the show. We've talked about it before. I do have an image to uphold. And <laughs> yes, you do. I try to I try to be the not Jesse D of the show. Well, it would be we would give Sean from Missouri a workout if you were to <laughs> unleash your mouth. In 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 uh in addition to mine. That is true. He right. would probably have a heart attack. Lose his fucking mind. He would have a bad time. <laughs> he would hate the show. It wouldn't be a minute long clip of, of of the cursing. It would be like a four and a half minute clip. Oh, I was gonna say like forty minute clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of an hour long show. Yeah. So that was that. We did want to share that with you. We do have a little bit of follow up. We like to do some follow-up on the different stories we cover. We've, we've gotten a lot of feedback that don't just hit it and quit it, as it were. Uh, the audience really likes to hear follow-up on different, different stories. So we did talk about the Christy Mack situation and her MMA boyfriend, War Machine, his legal name, War Machine, um, beating the shit out of her and hey. being subsequently caught by the U.S. Marshals. And he's back in the news. Yeah, now he's facing 32 felony charges. Wow. 32 felonies. So that's not going to go over well for him. No. And he appeared in court, and he... Let's all remember that he legally changed his name from John Copenhaver to War Machine in 2008. Right. Legal Went to the court. Yes. Legally changed him to his name. So when he gets pulled over... Or when they read him his rights, his Miranda rights, they would have said, War Machine, you have the right to remain silent. They wouldn't have said John Copenhaver or whatever. It's That's his legal fucking name. Yes. It's well, on his passport. Yeah. So War when, Machine. Yeah. So when he... <laughs> trying to read. So when he, when he appeared in court on Wednesday, he told the judge that he would be using his real name, Copenhaver, in court. Um, I don't know how that's possible. But what if I want to be go by Snoop Dogg because it's a nickname? Because at this point, Copenhaver is a nickname for him. It's not his name. 
And his attorney said, I think the public will understand that War Machine is a character. He is controversial and people need to understand where to draw that line from his character as War Machine and a person as John Copenhaver, because that's who he is. Well, that line got completely ruined when he legally changed his name to War Machine. He's no longer a character. He changed his fucking name from a normal name like John Copenhaver to a quote-unquote character name. It's his legal name. Yeah, and so obviously what he's trying to do is get sympathy while he's in court and not have the name War Machine while they're discussing how he punched in a woman's face, kicked her in her ribs and broke her ribs and cut off her hair. Because that sounds like something War Machine would do, not John Copenhaver. He was really acting in character when he beat the fuck out of her. Right. It's reminiscent of, there have been many cases, but one comes to mind where there was a guy who was on trial for multiple murders and he had a giant neck tattoo that said murder on his neck and he wanted the court and the county or whomever, whatever municipality he was in to pay to have his neck tattoo removed so the, the jury wouldn't see murder on his neck, which is preposterous. That's who you are. You, we, uh, it's, it's bad enough we have to put you in a suit. We certainly don't have to remove your tattoo because you made the choice to have murder tattooed on your fucking body. Yeah, and there's some pictures where War Machine has a tattoo on his neck and somewhere he doesn't. So I'm I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, those are before and after pictures, but this looks like a mugshot. This could be an old mugshot where he doesn't have it on, but then this other mugshot is where he does. Anyway, the tattoo, I just found it. It says Mac. So apparently he got Mac tattooed across his neck oh, for wow. Christy Mac, the chick Perfect. he beat in. So Perfect. Yeah, that's it, well, more of, of, of an obsessive, you know, not making good decisions kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes to his character. So right on. Yikes. Perfect. Well, listen, before we go into further, I want to talk about dollamore.com and the Amazon link there. If you'd like to buy a book, if you're going to spend your money anyway... That is where you do it. You can get a book, of course. You could also go and buy a a roll of stickers that say my name is, and then you could fill in your name because maybe someone should buy a pack of them for War Machine slash John Copenhaver because he clearly doesn't know what the fuck his name is. <laughs> Dollamocracy 2016, facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. And here we are, another installment, our second installment. I think we're going to have so many of these, I'm not going to count them. But another installment of (laughs) what will become a great segment on the show, Dollamocracy 2016. Today, we've got three different segments to talk about relative to different candidates. And the first will be Rick Perry not being ready for prime time. He, (laughs) I tell you what, I'll do my job, you do yours. 
So Rick Perry tweeted a meme of District Attorney Rosemary Lumberg, who indicted Rick Perry and has kind of caused this firestorm surrounding him. Right. And he tweeted from his verified at Governor Perry account, a meme of her that was kind of a play on the Dos Equis memes that you see. Yeah, the I don't always drink beer, but when I do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. and it had a picture of her, not the Dos Equis guy. And it said, I don't always drive drunk at three times the legal blood alcohol limit. But when I do, I indict Governor Perry for calling me out about it. I am the most drunk Democrat in Texas. Which he subsequently deleted. Yes. So he then deleted it, realizing that this is going to be a bad situation. Like and an he idiot. tweeted and said, a tweet just went out from my account that was unauthorized. Uh, I do not condone the tweet and I have taken it down. So he pulled an Anthony Weiner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, this is what this is my take on this. He's for certain not ready for prime time because if you want to be the leader of the free world, the president of these United States, you don't lower yourself to the to the level of a guy who's starting Twitter wars. Yeah. That, or tweeting memes. It's not presidential. Yeah. It's just it's not it's just not well one it's not professional, but beyond that, it's not presidential which is moreover what he needs to be concerned with if he wants to get the american people to vote for him for president but it is presidential to lie like he did saying it was an unauthorized tweet i guarantee he was tweeting well, it and like <laughs> laughing and saying ah this is gonna be so great i would say you almost sounded like clinton there i would say that it's not it's common for presidents but it's certainly not presidential that's what i meant <laughs> How very pessimistic of me. Right, right. And then moving on to the second of three is Glenn Beck's take on who will be our next president. And I think it might be shocking for some of you that this coming from Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck said on his radio program Tuesday that Hillary Clinton will be the next president of the United States. Wow. He said he received... Did, uh, did, the, he, did he receive a prophecy from... The president of the Mormon Church, or maybe Angel Moroni? No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he didn't give a name. He's just saying he got information from a friend of his who's also friends with the Hillary people. So we don't know who it could be. I mean, it could be anybody. <laughs> so the information he received is about Clinton's campaign strategy for 2016. And Glenn Beck says that when he heard it, he said, quote, Oh, my gosh. She's going to win the presidency. And I put emphasis on the gosh there just because it, I did that. Because he's a, a, a pure as the driven snow guy. He is. Yeah. And he said that Clinton's people told his friend, quote, the right is so stupid. They just don't get it. You guys are all going to be fighting on Benghazi and everything else. And here's what Hillary is going to do. She's going to say, do you remember when America was good? Do you remember when we had jobs and we were building toward a brighter future and things were really happening? The Clinton administration. We had it under control. Things were good and we're going to do better. We're going to replant our flag and the traditional things that you understand. And he just said he lost it for that and he thinks she's going to win. I don't think it's that easy. And I'm no Hillary fan. Um, I think it's it's likely if the Republican Party doesn't get their shit together, that she will be the nominee. Um, but it's, or that she will be the next president. However, 
as I just made the gaffe, she's not even guaranteed to be the nominee. We have coming up on third <laughs> on deck, Joe Biden. He's he is making it pretty evident that he's also going to run. He was just in New Hampshire giving a speech on this entire fiasco with ISIS. Um, and it looks like he's going to run. Uh, I do want to talk about his speech. I think it's funny. It's a different message than you get from Obama. A much stronger, much more hawkish message than you're getting from our sitting president. This is only the last few little bit of the speech, but it'll give you a flavor. But the American people are so much stronger, so, so much more resolved than any enemy can fully understand. As a nation, we're united. And when people harm Americans, we don't retreat. We don't forget. We take care of those who are grieving. And when that's finished, they should know we will follow them to the gates of hell until they are brought to justice. Because hell is where they will reside. Hell is where they will reside. <laughs> That's insane. No, I only laugh because who the fuck does he think he is? Kurt Russell? Is he Wyatt Earp <laughs> from, from Tombstone? I, 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 I want to juxtapose this against, uh, well, maybe not all the women, maybe this is sexist of me to say, but maybe not all the women will get this because Tombstone is kind of a dude's movie. But it reminds me of this from Tombstone. All right, Clinton. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You see that? It says United States Marshal. Why? Please don't kill me. Please. Take a good look at him, Mike. Because that's how you're going to end up. The cowboys are finished. You understand me? I see a red sash. I kill a man wearing it. So run, you cur. Uh, run! Tell all the other curs the lie's coming. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. <laughs> Maybe Kurt Russell should run for president. They would make a good team, I think. <laughs> Biden Russell. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Well, as a comparison, let's let's juxtapose these. Because hell is where they will reside. Hell is where they will reside. And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Maybe he did watch Tombstone before he gave that speech. I think he must have. Because hell is where they will reside. Hell is where they will reside. It's not quite as good without the, the, the dramatic... Well, listen, here's the tombstone one more time, and then I'm going to play the dramatic music over Biden. And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! So the, the music really makes a big difference. Because hell is where they will reside. Hell is where they will reside. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's... That's it right there. That is Tombstone-esque right there. I think he may have been better off had he played that music over as a backdrop to his speech. 
Oh, yeah. That yeah. would have been way more intense. <laughs> and everyone would have been looking at him like, oh, yes, president. Yeah. Good right. to go. Just completely brainwashed into it. So we're going to stay on this. Uh, that whole speech, we're going to stay on this topic. But that whole speech was about ISIS and about their beheading of uh, Sotloff and the other journalists and how brutal and the the fact that they are waging war against us and declaring war against us and there has been a lot of uh a lot of attention paid to ISIS obviously over the course of the last few months but even more so the last few days on uh the CNN show reliable sources with Brian Steltzer um they had uh, and Jim Chowdhury who is a radical cleric from Great Britain uh, on the show. And, well, the guy, is, he's just a, a fucking tool. And he, he, he was making cracks. I tell you what, we'll just play the clip and let you be as disgusted as I was. Good morning. I'm Brian Stelter, and it's time for Reliable Sources. We're going to spend a lot of time this morning talking about ISIS and ask what I think is a really important question. Are government officials overblowing the threat to the homeland and are media figures helping them do that? But first, something we should all know more about, how radical Islamic views are spread. My first guest is a radical, an extremist. He has a strong following on YouTube where he posts videos of his sermons and TV appearances. He believes that Islamic law known as Sharia should be implemented worldwide. British Prime Minister David Cameron has called his views absolutely despicable and appalling. His name is Anjem Chowdhury. You talk about wanting the truth to prevail, but here's what bothers me. When we were setting up for our interview here, the audio engineer asked you to do what every guest does, to count to 10, to check the mic. And you started to do that, but then you said 9-11, 7-7, Is this all some sort of a joke uh, to, to do that? Well, you know, if you had a sense of humor, maybe you would have laughed. Uh, it was just a sound check, you know, and you shouldn't take any of these things that seriously. Obviously, you know, I'm not a saying sense to of humor? carry out an operation. A yeah. sense of humor. We were, setting, we were setting up the sound check. And I said, one, two, three, four, five, nine, eleven, seven, seven, making sure that you can hear me. It's not a big issue. It's not a big deal. If you want to make it a big deal, by all means, do so. But it means it makes you look much more shallow, really, than me. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. But thank you for joining me. You're always welcome. What a world we live in. Well, obviously, obviously that clip is not the whole clip of his appearance. It's like the first 40 seconds and then the last minute that I kind of patched together. But that's a prevalent attitude. And this guy lives in a developed country. He lives in Great Britain. He's allowed to move freely. And clearly we should have the freedom of ideas. But... This guy is a fucking monster who facilitates and raises money and trains ideologically these same characters who are putting knives to the necks of Americans and sawing their heads off on camera as propaganda. I just am so shocked by it. I'm, I'm just sitting here shaking my head still because I cannot believe that he would make that joke what it's not a joke you know yeah well that's it it's he tries to explain it away he's the kind of guy if you ever watch cnn or you watch fox news and you watch an interview and they ask a question a direct question and then rather than answer the question they deflect and answer they just get their talking points in 
He's that times 10. It's very frustrating. In fact, he's he's made the rounds this last week uh, to, different, to the different cable channels and different shows, but he's the worst at that, and he doesn't answer direct questions. However, if you listen to enough of his bullshit, you know, you listen to 10 minutes of what he says, you're going to glean about a minute's worth of radicalism and how much he really is with the terrorists and not America. Yeah. Well, and you just, you can't joke about 9-11 um, in that way, you know, right. well, especially coming on to talk about what you're going to be talking about and being who you are. Right. 9-11, it was, well, everybody knows, every worldwide, everyone knows what 9-11 was. 7-7, which was a London bombing, that's the date of it. And then 3-11, which was a Madrid bombing where they bombed like a subway. So terrible that he's, making light of it it's not just a joke you filthy dick so in other in other um isis news um friend of the show show favorite phil robertson the duck dynasty douchebag was on sean hannity's show yesterday or maybe the day before yeah because why wouldn't he right he's definitely an expert in what it is super embarrassing that that it would be considered a national popular news program because it well let's put it this way yesterday i tweeted to neil cavuto i don't usually tweet celebrities but i tweeted kind of at neil cavuto because he had donald trump on his show i watch shepherd smith because you know we do love shep smith and I was doing something on the computer, and in the background, Shep had gone off the air, and Neil Cavuto had come on, and he did an entire lengthy interview with Donald Trump, which is, well, I tweeted something to the effect of, if you are an anchor and you give Donald Trump time to voice his opinion on matters of actual consequence, you will have one fewer vote, one fewer viewer in me, because... Fuck that. Well, and I can understand Donald Trump to an extent if you're talking about, you know, business or something like that, even though he's filed bankruptcy like four times in his <laughs> lifetime. Um, but I mean, unless you're having Phil Robertson on to discuss duck hunting, why is he on a news program? Right. Well, here's how it went down. Ain't see it. I got it right here. The one and only Phil Robertson. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Good to see you. Welcome aboard. Good to see you, man. You don't leave home without it. You brought your Bible with you. I never leave home without my Bible and my woman, Hannity. That's good advice for you. <laughs> Is that good advice? So I'm That's never me. allowed to go out alone? Well, my wife safety. would get bored. Safety, safety. safety. Is that woman what it... and Bible. You got it? Uh, I... <laughs> now, you dedicated this to your, your book to Miss Kay, which I thought was really nice. Let me ask you first. I wrote a book once, Deliver Us From Evil about i think good people have a hard concept understanding evil that book talks about evil that you got there in front of you you bet you um what is the answer is the answer in this case you either have to convert them which i think is uh would be next to impossible i'm not giving up on them but i'm just saying either convert them or kill them wow convert them or kill them from noted Christian Phil Robertson, the same man who voiced such awesome and defended opinions about homosexuality being, you know, you go down that road and then you're having sex with dogs. Isn't that what he said? 
I don't commit anything that he has said to memory, but <laughs> I just find this wildly hypocritical. And this is the the issue that lies in this nonsense is that you can't be a rational person. He's speaking like a member of ISIS. It's it's very funny that you say that because not even a week ago, this happened yesterday, not even a week ago, that same cleric, that same imam, uh, Anjem Chowdhury, was on Hannity's show. And this is how that exchange went down. Now, whatever military reaction that we had in Mosul in the surrounding areas was in reaction to ISIS demanding convert to Islam or die. Do you support ISIS demanding that Christians, the Yazidis, convert to Islam or die? Do you support that? Well, there's two questions here. One about what the Islamic State are actually asking the non-Muslims to do and how this particular incident began. In fact, uh, I seem to remember people were shocked and awed over 10 years ago when the Americans carpet bombed this area and killed hundreds of thousands of people. I ask you a simple remember question. We Abu do you support, hang well, on I'm talking about, do you I'm support a question. convert well, answer, to Islam I'll or die? I'll the way I want to answer it. Well, I'll answer, answer the, the question. Way I want to answer it. The fact is, well, I'm answering it. Allow me to. The fact is that this has a precursor. Every cause has an effect. If the Americans bomb and murder hundreds of thousands of people and they torture people and they continue to do so in Guantanamo Bay, obviously this will have repercussions. I think it was your own master, okay. George Bush, who said, either you're with us or with the terrorists. And you know, we're not with America, definitely, so we must be with the terrorists. I think that uh, okay, you so you're basically with the terrorists. isolated do most you, of the now world. Now you can answer my question. Do you support ISIS telling Christians, the Yazidis, in Mosul, northern Iraq, that they must convert to Islam, pay a tax or die? What do you think of that? This is simply false. It didn't happen. It the did fact so, is that the Muslims it, in the Islamic State, well, allow me to answer the question. Happened. The Muslims it in the Islamic State. Happened. So, Sean Hannity has his, his hackles up, very aggravated at the assertion that ISIS would insist that Christians convert or die. And then, not, not even a week later, he has Duck Dynasty douchebag Phil Robertson on his show who says the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Convert or die. And so after he says that, does Sean Hannity say, hey, wait a minute, I just had that guy on and he said that, that's a problem. We can't have people believing this. Funny you should ask. This is part of the problem. <laughs> is that what Hannity says? Uh, that is not what Hannity says. Hannity says this. So I know there are going to be people that are always looking to jump on you and yeah. say, convert them or kill them. And they're going to say, there goes Phil Robertson again. No, no, I'm, I know the media. I know how they act. So it's the media, if they jump on him and chastise him or ridicule him for or bringing him to bear for the things that he said, it's just the, the liberal media attacking him. It's not, hey, that's a fucking terrible thing to say. And again, I mean, this is just bias. I mean, it's just reckless bias that's well, happening here. And that he is so irrational that in that moment, Hannity was so angry, wanting an right, answer. Right. Do you believe this or not? This is absurd that the that is ISIS is doing this. It's completely absurd. And then... A few days later, someone says the exact same thing, but it's it's his worldview that he agrees That's with. That's exactly right. So he doesn't challenge it. 
And that's, it's the exact same thing. You should be sickened by someone speaking that way either way, because it doesn't benefit us at all to speak that way. And our problem, well, I've got a problem with Islam, just like I've got a problem with Christianity. But when, when a Christian starts espousing the same ethos and the same philosophies as, as Muslims, violent dictations, that's a problem. It's no longer turn your other cheek because he's like, well, he goes on to say about being in a gunfight and blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, Jesus was a real, he was a real war fighter, wasn't he? The whole turn the other cheek thing, I guess Phil Robertson, as he quotes his scriptures time and time and time again, it's always the peaceful ones that he forgets. Right. So Sean Hannity showing himself to be a complete and utter fucking embarrassment for journalism and as an American. He's it's it's shameless self-promotion and promoting his own ideas over the truth and over rationality. Yeah, and I love how the the grand solution offered is that they need to be Christians. Yeah, it's super funny. That that would solve the problem. If they're all like Phil Robertson, problem solved. Yeah, that's No, their guy, we don't need more of you. Okay, that's for sure not beneficial for well, society. I like that if they were to convert to Christianity, they would be okay now. There would be oh, you're you're good to go now. Yeah, they think the same about him. And he's showing the same violent tendencies and philosophies as them. There's no in fact, if you really want to get down to it, they worship the same God. The Muslims are there. It's Judaism parts one, two, and three. You've got the Jews who started the whole monotheistic movement. You've got Christ who was supposedly the Messiah. So Judaism part two, and then about the sixth century or the fifth century comes along and you've got Muhammad who started Islam, which is Judaism part three. They all worship that same God, Allah, Yahweh. It's all the same. It's all the fucking same. Jehovah, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's just really unfortunate that they can't see past their ideology to actually discuss real, you know, solutions to this problem. Well, that's it. How is that a solution? It's either one of two things. ISIS. It's either one of two things. And I'll tell you... You either, you either convert to Christianity or you die. Those are your two options. Yeah, and becoming more ideological, more closed-minded. I mean, that's that's how they are. They're radicals. Yeah. Why would you also want to be a radical? I mean, just because it's not in the same way. I mean, he's not beheading journalists. I get that, but that's radical. It, he's still... He might not be doing it, but actions... They begin with thought. He's having the forethought to make that decision that you're either going to do what I say, you're, you're either going to believe what I believe, or you're not going to exist anymore because you're going to die. Yeah, and this perfectly illustrates how serious this problem is because it's ideologically driven. And how are we going to reconcile these two groups of people? We don't. I mean, it's numerous groups of people that won't agree because there's so many variations on religion, but especially this fight against Christianity and Islam, they're always going at it, you know, on the news with Hannity and all that. 
how is it going to get better? Neither neither one believes they're wrong at all. They believe the other side's wrong, right. that they need to change, that they need to fix what they're doing. And it's never going to get better when that's the belief. It's also this, that does, does, does Phil Robertson not believe that ISIS and members of radical Islam, that they have TVs, that he not believe that they can get have access to this show and hear these clips of him, him saying these things. And it only emboldens them and justifies in their mind what they believe. They believe there is a holy war, a jihad. They do. And all he's doing is enforcing what they already believe. Yeah, a holy war. Ugh. It's very childish but it's it's not because it's all adults and it's really serious well, it, and people's heads are getting cut off but it's still i mean at the heart of it it's very childish it's very childish it, it's th the problem with it is they're they're looking at the world through the lens of a child but they have the ability to have adult effect on our planet it's not like a five-year-old playing cops and robbers who they're just in the yard running around. These are adults who can actually physically cut the head off of another human being. It's fucking terrifying. And his speech doesn't go to further the conversation at all. And also, who the fuck is he? You said it well in the beginning. Unless he's there to talk about a new duck call. Shut up. No one wants to hear. Yeah, I got my Bible and my woman. That's what you need to bring with you, Sean. Yeah, he's he's not a political commentator. He doesn't have education. He doesn't have experience in that realm. So what what is he there for commenting on this serious issue? Right. Other other than to be inflammatory and get ratings and be on the news the next day for the radical crazy things that he said. He's just a grown man who married a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, let's not forget that. <laughs> Because you got to marry them young so they can pluck your ducks for you and they won't give you any lip about it. Yeah, well, that was back then. You mean eight months ago? <laughs> oh, no. oh, you mean when he married Yeah, him. that was the defense. Remember, right, everybody right. was like, oh, it was different back then. You could marry 14-year-olds as an adult back then. <laughs> it was okay. Hey, did she have her period? Oh, then it's okay. Yeah, even though, you know, development is still the same in humans today as it was back then. It right. was it was okay back then. Right. Ugh. Well, the same, you know, who else married a child? Mohammed. <laughs> so him and Phil Robertson have a lot in common. Yeah, what's he so mad about? They espouse the same ideologies. They're they're just they're not even distant cousins relative to their ethos. Ugh. Disgusting. Speaking of disgusting. How do you like that? That was absolutely perfect. That's a, that's a professional segue right there. Yeah, huh? it was. The fappening has happened, which is, I guess, I, I had to ask Brittany and she had to look it up, I think. Or did you already know? No, of course I didn't know. <laughs> How dare you? It's the combining of the words happening and fap. And I also had to look up the word fap. Which is... Internet slang for jerking off. Like, it's like onomatopoeia. It's like the sound that gets made. Fap, fap, fap. When you, when you uh, masturbate. How about that? All right. That's enough. So it's the fappening. Yeah. And it is. Refers to this 
massive leak of several celebrities' naked photos. I would I would challenge that characterization. It's not a leak of photos. Well, I guess it's a leak after they were hacked. Yeah. Somebody took possession of the photos illegally and then leaked them out. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, and it was a list of over 100 female celebrities. Wow, in- Including really? Jennifer Lawrence, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kate Upton, Kristen Dunst, Rihanna, Hilary Duff, Kim Kardashian, Vanessa Hudgens, Kate Bosworth, and then people I don't know. Well, what about the, the Olympian? Oh, and uh, Michaela Maroney. Yeah, yeah. And Which her, is even more problematic. Her case is controversial because she says that she was underage in those photographs. Wow. So they hacked into her computer and essentially leaked child pornography Yeah, is what they did. Well, I've had multiple, multiple people um, on Facebook and just in general conversations this week ask me, uh, one, if we're going to talk about it on the show, which clearly here we are, we're, we're talking about it. Um, but two, if I'd seen the photos and I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there right away. No, I have not seen the photos and I will not see the photos. It's not that I'm better or I'm, you know, oh, I'm so good. Uh-huh. You're a piece of shit. Cause you looked at them. Um, it's, I read a tweet from someone I really, uh, very much respect Penn Jillette, and he tweeted, Anyone has the right to take all the pictures they want, naked or otherwise, and unless they want me to see them, I have no right to see them. And it struck me. Um, it stuck with me from the moment I read the tweet, and I decided at that point that I was not, despite my curiosity, because I believe it's a natural curiosity, because it's kind of taboo, it's, it's voyeuristic, but I decided right then that despite all of that natural curiosity, I was not going to seek the photos out and look at them. And I think that's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and there were people who disagree with you on this issue. A lot of people have been uh, running to blame the celebrities for having naked photos. Well, I think that's ridiculous, too. Ricky Gervais tweeted, Celebrities, you should make it harder for hackers to get nude pics of you from your computer by not putting nude pics of yourself on your computer. And Well, uh, and then he deleted the tweet like a fucking coward. And he, he said that he was joking. Then why delete the tweet? Yeah. And I and I love Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I I'm I'm a I'm opposed to him. I like him, but when especially when comedians and Rick Perry deletes a tweet, it's expected because he is a coward. But when a when a comedian and someone who is bold in their atheism and their beliefs and what they say, if he's going to run away and delete something, he's going to self-censor. I've got a problem with that. Yeah, and I liked Emma Watson's response to these people. She said, even worse than seeing women's privacy violated on social media is reading the accompanying comments that show such a lack of empathy. And that yeah. is what's going on, is it, it's a lack of empathy. And people are saying that, you know, Jennifer Lawrence should just laugh it off. And, you know, she's so cutesy and funny that she should just laugh this off. Um, and then I also, I've heard people saying, well, we should just go back in time. And it was so much better when you just had Polaroids. And, you know, they're talking about how Polaroids were so much better and that people shouldn't be taking naked pictures of themselves with their cell phones. Well, let's use the Polaroid argument then. Yeah. If someone was in their home 
and privately taking naked photos with a Polaroid camera and then kept those Polaroid pictures in their home somewhere and someone broke into their house, stole those photos and then released them for everyone to see. That's no different. This well, is stolen property. These same idiots would say the same thing. Well, you shouldn't be taking naked pictures and putting them in your safe. It's the same. They're going to make the same ridiculous argument and it's going to be wrong then too. It's, it bothers me a lot because it's a lot of these same people. Some of these people who I've talked to who have, who have looked at the photos and, and people I've seen online talking about it and making jokes, they're the same types who were all up in arms about the NSA and spying. And they're the same types who, who, don't delete, who didn't download the Facebook Messenger app because, oh, their privacy, their privacy. Well, fuck you. Oh, for sure. What about Jennifer Lawrence's privacy? What about that 17-year-old girl, whether she should have had those pictures or not, they were hers. That is the ultimate in her privacy. I was telling one, one of my buddies that I would be pissed if all of the pictures on my iPhone got released and none of them are naked. Yeah. There's shit I just don't want, whether it be embarrassing or whatever, it's fucking mine. It's not yours. And relative to the NSA stuff, if you're concerned about Facebook being able to tweet or text or access your camera without your yeah, permission, or whatever, and you have a problem with the NSA gathering metadata where they know what phone number you called or they know where you were when you dialed whatever phone number, if you've got a problem with that and you viewed those pictures, fuck you because you are a hypocrite. And that's something you need to think about. Well, and here's the thing as well, and this is what really bothers me, is everyone who is looking at the photos is contributing to the victimization of those women. And I know that yes. might sound... No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound harsh to me. Yeah, but I mean, you really are because they... It's like if a woman got raped and there was like photographic evidence of that, and then you looked at the rape pictures. I mean, it's like... No, let's put it this way. It's, it's like child porn. If you look at child porn, like child porn, as you would think about it, not that you think about it, but it, like graphic, toddler, dirty, filthy, criminal, someone needs to be bashed on the head with a fucking baseball bat, child porn. If you look at that because you're a pedophile and you get turned on by that, and I don't think any of our audience does, but if you do, you might not have created the, the child porn. But you still contributed to the abuse of that child. Because without your demand for it, that porn would not have been made. Yeah, and keeping in line with that, I think Lena Dunham, shockingly, actually said a couple of good things about this. Wow. <laughs> she said, the way in which you share your body must be a choice. Support these women and do not look at these pictures. Remember, when you look at these pictures, you are violating these women again and again. It's not okay. Seriously, do not forget that the person who stole these pictures and leaked them is not a hacker. They are a sex offender. Yeah, and they will be tracked down by the FBI. They're not so slick that they're going to fucking evade capture, and they're going to fucking prison just like the last round 
when the person released those pictures of those celebrities, he went to fucking jail. And it's weird to me that this is, there are people like championing this because it is almost like a peeping Tom situation. It, it, it's where absolutely if what a it woman is. was undressing in her room and maybe her curtains weren't all the way closed and some guys in the bushes like jerking off watching her naked. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. And I would just feel creepy to criminal, be criminal behavior. Like people are making jokes that they're masturbating to these pictures. That's creepy because yeah. these pictures were stolen and they weren't meant for you and then you're like jerking off to, i'm just that like creeps me out yeah how do people not feel creepy about that well i some of the problem lies in people don't look at jennifer lawrence i'll just use her because she's kind of the chief example they don't look at her as a person she's jennifer lawrence she's bigger than life like community property exactly because they see her at the movies it, it's and maybe I have a little different viewpoint on this because, you know, we know a couple of big celebrities. And I don't look at them as big celebrities. I look at them as my friend. I look at them with someone with whom I text. I They're, they're a person. And if they had something like this happen, I would I would be very defensive and smash someone's fucking head who was to disrespect and violate them like this. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what's unfortunate is that just because we don't know someone, we shouldn't lose that feeling. It's happening to another that's human exactly being. That's exactly right. Another it's, human being is being violated. They're being cheated. They're being stolen from. We need to stick up for that person. It's a person whose job happens to be one in which they get known by a vast majority of Americans and people. Yeah. It, it, no different. It, they're a very famous checker at target <laughs> yeah at a grocery store they're just super famous they're just very good at what they do yeah and jennifer lawrence is a very private person i mean we don't know who she dates we don't know you know i don't see her on the cover of magazines like i do the kardashian family and so it's probably even more of a an offense to her because yeah. she's not used to this kind of thing she doesn't put her life out there and then people are joking about jerking off to her naked pictures i mean that right. would be that would be violating well i do want to say this and i i've come down hard on this and I've, I've gotten a little bit more aggressive than i'd like or that i had planned to anyway so if you did look at those pictures i'm not saying you were a bad person because i think it is a natural thing because it's taboo and it's someone who is in the public eye, and you'd like to, oh, what's going on under that dress? I've seen most of those breasts in whatever movies, and she, you know, dresses provocatively. Not that that's an excuse. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is I do believe it is a natural thing. But as part of and in concert with the theme of our show that we always talk about, wanting to move us forward as a people wanting to move the conversation forward. Next time something like this happens, or if more photos get released because this hacker is threatening to release more, make the decision, one, to not go back and revisit the pictures, please. Be a better person than that. And, and if they do release more, make the decision to not go look at those. It just takes a little discipline and also a little human decency because now you know. Now I've, I've put it in a completely different light for you and you don't have an excuse now. Now it's up to you to be the better person. And I actually just thought of a 
a good point. You you tell me if you think it's good. People have it's been good. people have been equating <laughs> this situation with uh, like the rape argument. People are saying, well, they shouldn't have naked pictures unless they want them released, and it's kind of the same argument as well, people shouldn't dress in short skirts unless they want to be raped. And when you just said it's a natural thing, it's kind of like when you see an attractive woman, it's natural to think, wow, I'd like to bang her. Right. And, or, or or if you see a, a woman with a low cut shirt who bends over. Listen, I do believe it's a natural, animalistic kind of an instinct to look to see what she's got. That's what I mean. So it's right. it's all a natural thing. It's this is natural, but then when the the victim blaming comes in, that that's where it's a problem because it's still up to you to not go harass that woman that you had thoughts about when you saw her bend over. Right. It's up to you to not go harass that woman who had pictures leaked by going to view them and contributing to her harassment and violation. You right. know, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of the same thing. It's well, it's so cl- cut and dry for me. And really Pen Pen Gillette really he summed it up so nicely in that tweet. I did I did tweet at him and tried to at the very he's like a million and a half followers, so the chances that he even saw my tweet are slim to none. But I did try to get him on the show just on the off chance that he would have seen it. And I do want to say that I appreciate Pendulette because he is representing for the atheists in the way that people should be representing for the atheists. Well, it's what R- Ricky Gervais should have come forward with was something more uh, thoughtful and metered. Than, than what he came with. Than yeah. just, oh, you shouldn't have them on your computer. Well, And it's what I what I love the most about Pendulette because a lot of people, you know, tend to believe that atheists are without morals. And Pendulette came out and made this really great moral stance, you know, as opposed to people who like, you know, Bill Maher, who are without morals. He's a whore. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's just nice that Pendulette, you know, vocalized that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we do have time. <laughs> For the third airline, the third airplane that was diverted and landed elsewhere rather than their intended target, their intended destination, because someone leaned their seat back, they reclined their seat, and the woman who was being reclined upon, if you will, lost her fucking shit and started cursing and yelling and demanding that the plane land somewhere else. Yeah, so this was a Florida woman. Oh, hang on. Hang on. And she was aboard a Delta flight, and she flipped out after another passenger reclined her seat and demanded that the airline immediately land the plane so that she could get off. So So they landed in a field. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, so they did. But the flight is from New York's LaGuardia Airport to West Palm Beach, and it was rerouted to Jacksonville. Here's what confuses me about these situations, and I'll I'll get back to my reading in a second, is so this woman became irate, and we've all been irate. We've lost it in the midst of our anger. Absolutely. And she says, I want this plane to be landed now. And I just wonder, after she says that, how much time it then took for them to land the plane. right. And she probably was sitting there like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Now they're landing it. Now they're diverting it. Um, I, I've had time to calm down, and now I realize I made a mistake. My question is, do you think that she knew, understood, did she process, or did they tell her, yeah, you're going to have police waiting for you when we land, dumb bitch? Yeah, I don't think they told her that. Yeah. At least not like that. <laughs> 
Oh, you think they called her Mrs. Dumb Bitch? So she was resting her <laughs> head on a tray table and became irate after the woman in front of her leaned her seat back and struck her on the head. And this, you know, sparked an argument. And what are they? Does she not understand the physics of how it works? Well, listen to this. When a staff member tried to calm her down, she reportedly told one of the flight attendants to, quote, eat shit and die. Mm. Well, I guess technically that is a threat of death, but... <laughs> but... But listen, everybody. The reason that she was so irate, she told police, is because two of her dogs recently died and she's just really emotional. Right. Well, I hope that excuse didn't fucking work. We live in a world today where... All you got to do is make some impassioned, emotional plea about what just happened to you. And you're supposed to be, oh, yeah, I get it. That's that's understandable. Fuck you. You just, not just mildly, but you terribly inconvenienced hundreds, maybe, of people. People who were on their way to go see family. Maybe someone who was going to see someone who was getting ready to die. Or maybe going to a funeral of someone who just died. Yeah, unbelievable. And because she was inconvenienced with the reclining of a seat, which is the person's absolute right who paid money for their ticket, she gets to decide, no, we're not going to land where we were supposed to land. We're going to go elsewhere. It's fucking ridiculous. I just wonder how someone like that handles everyday inconveniences. I mean, I'm inconvenienced all day, every day, no matter where <laughs> I go. People walking slow, people driving terribly, you know, not going when the light's green, not putting their turn signal on and slamming on their brakes in front of me. I mean, if I lost it to everyone who, you know, inconvenienced me, all the woman did was lean her chair back while she had her head on the tray table and it bumped her a little bit. Okay, calm down. That happened. Well, the seat is designed to be reclined. It, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. You would freak out. And here's the main issue with what was going on there. She was laying her head on the tray table. Now, I guarantee you that they do not sanitize those things. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to so go there. So you just were putting your head all over that germ table. Let's call it what it is. It's not a tray table. It's a germ table. Yeah. It probably had Ebola all over it. She that's probably why she was mad that it rubbed extra Ebola into her eye. Yeah. I mean, I would be mad too. I get it now. Yeah. Problem solved. All right. Well, we just changed her mind. She's justified. Yeah. She's perfect. <laughs> well, good. This has been a big show. A lot. I didn't know that most of it would be Dollamocracy 2016. But we, we did get a little sliver of Florida files in there. Yeah, a we did. A little bit. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right on. Listen, dollamore.com, there is a Amazon link if you haven't heard. If I've never mentioned it before, this is your moment to hear about it. dollamore.com, Amazon link. Every little bit goes a long way. If you're going to make a purchase anyway, I'm not begging you to go make a purchase, but if you're going to make a purchase anyway, it would help us out tremendously if you would make it through the Amazon link on dollamore.com. I guess the main issue is just people remembering to go to the Amazon link before they make their Amazon purchase. That's right. Just remember to do it. Burnt Reynolds. Yeah. Or other people we know. Yeah. <laughs> but it works, and it does help us out quite a bit. If uh, money is not what you can offer, I would be very much appreciative, and I would assume Brittany would as well, if you would go to iTunes and rate and review the show... I'm not begging for a five-star review, although that would be great. 
If you think we're three-star caliber, give us a three-star. But write why. We'd love to know why you love us. We'd like to know why you hate us. And don't say it's because we judged you for looking at naked photos. (laughs) Hey, that's my public service for the day. So that's it. Episode 52 in the bag. We appreciate you. We love you for listening. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Because hell is where they will reside. Hell is where they will reside.